Sometimes it takes hearing someone doing it differently to just kind of like knock you out of like this woozy state and be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I don't have to do it like that. And sometimes it seems so obvious and you just don't realize it until someone says it otherwise. This is the Help Me See podcast and I'm your host, Bianca Mora. I'm an artist, an educator, and an anxiety-ridden mama who's obsessed with making meaning in art out of this one and only life. This podcast is about helping you see your life before it's gone. Like, really see it. I want to ask questions like, when does your now become your nostalgia? How can we be more intentional with the memories we're saving and not just capturing the highlight reel? You can expect an episode every Wednesday, some with just my introvert self rambling about what keeps me up at night, and some amazing guest speakers diving into how they choose to see. Something that seriously pains me is hearing, I wish I would have known how important that was at the time. I hate hearing that from others, and I'm scared to feel that for myself. I do feel like doing this podcast will be a comfort. I believe that if we continue having conversations about intention and awareness, that we can all live more fulfilled lives and create amazing work. I hope you leave each episode feeling inspired by your day to day with a deep peace of knowing that you're not missing it. So grab your coffee, settle in, and let's talk about everything that's right in front of us. So let me guess, you are either two in the moment, so you don't think to take photos and you're relying on your fading memories, or you take too many photos and pull yourself out of every single moment you have. <laughs> Which camp are you in? I bet you could guess that I'm in the overboard camp. <laughs> I made something just for you. Sign up for my free guide, See Nostalgia Now, Three Ways to Save Your Memories Before They're Gone. I list super simple tools and easy to implement ideas to diversify how you save your memories so you don't have to feel the pressure of missing the moment or forgetting your memories. I even include some strange personal anecdotes on how I've done it myself. I may or may not have secretly recorded my partner's reaction to my pregnancy announcement and then gifted him the video a full year later. No judgments, please. Head to my website, www.biancaliamora.com to sign up for the free guide or see the link in the show notes. I can't wait to hear how it helps you bottle up your goodness. Hello, hello. For anyone that listened to my last episode, you know that at the time of this recording, I had gotten back from my canceled wedding weekend where I just had... Um, photographs done. We just did a first look and we said vows and it was beautiful. And it wasn't barely at all what I expected it to be. <laughs> I thought there was going to be a lot more downtime and there really wasn't. I thought there was going to be no one at these locations that I picked. And it turns out that there was a bunch of people there so much so that we even got an applause as we did the first look. <laughs> it was not quite the scene I envisioned, but you know what? It was perfect because it was what it was. And that kind of brings me to 
the episode today. Today I'm talking about the struggles and living a life of intention. I feel like there might be some stigma around the word intention and, you know, maybe a hmm, sounds nice or yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm projecting, but oftentimes something that seems so simple and so pure can actually be the hardest thing, the hardest thing to master, the hardest thing to keep up that theory that we're born perfect. And we spend the rest of our lives trying to get back to that version of ourselves, the purest version of ourselves, a version of ourselves that needs no justification, no explanation, just doing what feels best for you because it makes sense to you and no one else. And why is that so difficult? And maybe what can we do to change that? What's one small thing we can do? No matter how far along you are in your life, in your work, in your practice, don't be discouraged if you realize you're in a space that you don't want to be in. You are completely in control and in the power to do something about it. So let's listen in. Intention. I feel like intention is the new buzzword. (laughs) Um, Like authentic. And it's hard because I don't, I don't know another word to use really for it. Um, I use awareness interchangeably with it, but what does it, what does it mean? How does it translate? Why is it so hard when it sounds so simple to be intentional with your life really just means to think about what it is that you really want instead of following any sort of laid out plan or societal norm to me, at least it's thinking about being introspective and figuring out what is it that I want for myself, for my family? How do I want to feel? And then putting that foundation into work in your day to day. And it sounds all ethereal and lovely, but it's really hard And honestly, now more than ever, now that I'm in the meat of it, I'm in a life that I've always wanted to be in full time, going after exactly what I want. Yet I feel more unbalanced than ever. (laughs) And why is that? It's like when you try to grasp on too tightly to something, it has the opposite effect or it's super elusive, or just wants to be let go. And that makes sense because you're trying too hard and there's full of force. When you try to put too much pressure on a moment and too much stress over having something go a certain way, it usually goes the opposite way. The art of letting go, I'd argue, is even more valuable than the art of you know, trying to facilitate something and plan something out and have a very specific vision. So why is it 
that although I'm seeking a life of balance, that I feel so unbalanced. And I'm obsessed with figuring out the key to living this fulfilling, peaceful existence full of meaningful, artful conversations and love with my kids and yada, yada, yada. Yet the reality of my day-to-day lately seems to be just a chronic craze of what more should I be doing? What more can I be doing? And it's really confusing, right? It's like, it's hard to spot where the problem is because it's all stuff that feels really good to talk about. And it's all stuff that I'm excited about and passionate about. But when you open your eyes in the morning, it's the first thing you think about. When you close your eyes at night, it's the last thing you think about. And then when you're trying to spend time with your kids and that's what's playing in the background, it's obviously morphing into something that it's not really supposed to be. (laughs) I think about, I took a restorative yoga class once and I don't know if you know what restorative yoga class is, but I sure didn't before I signed up for it. I didn't realize that it's like mostly laying down. (laughs) Um, And I was laying there and she was telling us what to focus on or think about or not think about. I don't even remember. All I know is that I stayed after class And I went to talk to her and I was like, I just, I can't believe how difficult it is for me to quiet my mind. It's like incessant. I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop swirling. I couldn't attain the state that she was trying to get us in. And what she said was to think of your thoughts, like witness them like a puppy or like clouds floating by. She said, just observe. Don't cling on and try to stop them in their tracks or push them away because that only makes them more of a presence. Just kind of witness them with curiosity. Like, that's interesting. That keeps coming up. Moving on, moving on. And that's something that I've taken with me and I try to implement that. Something else, actually another yoga practice that I and I haven't done yoga in a very long time. So please don't think of me as some, you know, skilled yogi. I don't, that is undue credit. I, I I can only aspire to be (laughs) better at implementing yoga in my day to day. But, um, that exercise at the end where, where you'll lay down and they'll call out places on your face or your body and you realize where you're holding tension. So relax your forehead, relax your eyebrows, relax your nose, relax your lips. And as you are laying there and in your mind's eye, you turn your attention towards this very specific place on your face. You're like, how am I holding tension in my nose? And you're like, oh my gosh, I am. (laughs) I am holding tension in my nose. That's what I want to translate into my day to day is find those pain points and think to myself, Hmm, why, why am I doing that? And then adjust and pivot to what feels better. The realities of being introspective and making decisions full of intention rather than being on autopilot mode with making logical sense means that you're taking a step back and feeling your way to what feels best for you is something that I 
can relate that to is the way that my partner and I have chosen to go about the progress of our lives. Um, so most recently we were supposed to be getting married last weekend. It didn't happen, but you know, you think about a societal norm, which morph and change and update over time, but the traditional date, get engaged, get married, have a baby. We started dating. We ended up having a baby. We got engaged while I was pregnant. We had another baby. (laughs) We were supposed to get married, but then we didn't. And we just did basically promises and vows. (laughs) Maybe next year we'll get married. Um, And why, why is that? Why, why did that feel best for me? And do I need to explain it? No, (laughs) it only needs to make sense for me. And I feel like we all know intrinsically that we don't know anyone, any explanation, but we tend to give everyone so much explanation. Why am I doing it this way? And I don't feel like for me, at least I don't want to speak for anyone else. I think that instead of it being more of a justification for myself, I almost feel like sometimes I'm over explaining and giving background to give other people permission to feel their way through situations. And I don't want that to sound like a, like who needs permission for me, you know, like (laughs) in a way of I'm gracing you with this knowledge. I mean that in a way of sometimes it takes hearing someone doing it differently to just kind of like knock you out of like this woozy state and be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I don't have to do it like that. And sometimes it seems so obvious and you just don't realize it until someone says it otherwise. I think knowing where you're willing to compromise and where you're not is key in figuring out your thresholds for where you want to go. Right now, I am so devoted and energized by my endeavors and what I want to do and where this podcast is going and where my business is going. And when I open up my photo studio and it's so exciting to me, but it's really scary. You know, I have two young kids, um, and a partner that's a contract worker, not even a full-time worker. And it feels brave, but it also feels irresponsible in a certain degree. And having his support has been really helpful to me. And I often wonder, what would my level of steadfast commitment and conviction be to this if I didn't have his support? If he was like, okay, you know, enough is enough. Like, we really need to focus more on stability right now. You know, even though I had been in a steady full-time job for, I mean, a decade Figuring out where you want to go and what you're willing to compromise in the process is key to keeping a focus, I feel. I think a lot of intentional practices is keeping promises to yourself and feeling through your gut where it is you want to go and what story you want to tell yourself about yourself. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I 
we were in the car driving back from this weekend away and Magnum photos, um, that represents a lot of my favorite photographers. They're having their annual square print sale. And I was just scrolling and I've bought, you know, I don't know, probably four from them in the past. And I, the whole ride before even figuring out that there was a sale on this, I was thinking to myself, like, okay, really have to minimize this, minimize that in order to make this work, really feeling uncomfortable in a financial state right now. And as I'm scrolling through, I stop and I see my absolute favorite photographer, or if you heard my, was it my last episode or the one before that I talk about, um, one of them, Larry Sultan, he had a print in a state stamped print, um, in the sale. And I had just told myself, no, we're going to tighten up so that I can stay on this course and doing what, do what I want to do and just make it more comfortable by minimizing some of the expenses. What business do I have? How can I afford to buy, you know, a piece of art right now when it's not you know, food for my kid or, you know, a tool that I could be making money off of, quote unquote. But (laughs) it's so funny to me that clear as a whistle, it's just not even a question. I can't afford to not buy it because that the association and the feeling in my bones that I get from looking at a piece of work from this artist that I admire and love so much. And even the specific piece of work, it was one of his, it wasn't even a photograph he took with his camera. It was a film still that he took from an old home video, which is so essential to like the foundation of everything that's important to me in the work that I do as a whole. It wasn't even a question. It was as, as if I was buying a medical inhaler. (laughs) That's it. Like, I, I, I need this for me. It's, it's not about, I can't make money off of this or a tool for physical survival. (laughs) It was, this is a symbol and a representation of everything that I'm doing now. And withholding this, the presence of this piece of art from myself to me meant that it was counterintuitive to all that I'm working towards right now. Like I am working towards filling my life with the kind of intention and beauty that I so strongly believe in. And who am I to pass up inviting that into my life when it makes me feel so affirmed in my decision to do that in my life? I need to put that picture right in front of my face. And I guarantee that any moment of despair I have (laughs) throughout my day, looking at that will pull me through it. So I want you to challenge your ideas of what is necessary for you and what isn't. In your mind, what is non-negotiable? To me, it is non-negotiable to sacrifice that sort of inspiration and comfort and reassurance of having a piece of work in front of me 
that will pull me through any times of doubt that I have. You know, I'd much rather skimp on my Hulu subscription or whatever, what have you, like something that doesn't enrich my life in that way than to skimp on that. And that's not going to make sense to everyone. And that's okay. It doesn't have to make sense to anyone but myself. And the same for you. Fill your world with the things and the experiences that make you thrive, not what you feel like you have permission to have. You don't have to be only accepting the bare minimum because that's what you quote unquote deserve or that's what is appropriate, quote unquote appropriate for this point in your life. I feel like many people would say it is inappropriate for me to spend a few hundred dollars on a piece of work when I'm just starting a business and having it move slower than I wanted it to. But you know what? That's okay because I choose to play the long game and that's a decision I made for myself. It's not always easy. It's really actually oftentimes hard. But what I'm fighting for is to keep throwing the dirt off of and like the noise off of that clear feeling in my gut that I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing and what I know to be right. And even I, as someone that has a podcast around intentional living artful awareness, making meaning. I struggle so hard with keeping that clear sight. So what can we do? What can we do to keep ourselves on the course that is truest to us on the course that is most aligned with the life that we want to live? For me, I feel like, and I'm going to say something that might be a little controversial because so much, I feel so much of art and creative practices and just life in general lives in gray, but I want to eliminate gray from my thinking and my decision-making. I like to feel the extremes through my gut, more so than my analytical, logical mind, because you can justify or disqualify anything, anything that you think of. So find in your gut, where do you resonate? What feels good? What do you want to invite more of in your life? Find for yourself your extremes. Feel it through your gut. What is it that resonates with you? What do you want more of in your life? What represents more of the story you want to tell yourself about yourself and others about your life? And what is it that you have in your life, in your day-to-day, that's almost cluttering it up? Like, what is it that is a constant in your life that just feels like noise and you don't feel strongly about it? do away with it. 
something that I need to do in my life to get more clear is find the meat of, I always say that, the meat. That's kind of a <laughs> a gross way to think about it, but to find the substantial parts of the work that I'm doing, the parts that feel most meaningful and productive and do more of that and less of my, I guess, less of my mulling. And I hesitate to say that because I know a lot, a lot of things come to light when you're marinating and doing more of the mindless, but I'm finding that with completely immersing myself for as many hours a day as possible in the work that I'm trying to do right now and the work that I'm doing, I'm clouding, I'm clouding the most important parts. So I want to like brush the dirt off that and do less work. So I have more time and mental space for my children. And then when I am doing the work, I feel less frustrated because I can go with my gut and stop overanalyzing and overthinking. So what came up for you as I was talking about this? Is there something that you have in your day-to-day that you don't even know why you do? Is there something that you've been withholding from yourself because you feel either unworthy or you feel like it's too much of a splurge, um, you can't justify it? What is that? There is so much payoff in being more intentional with your time and stepping back from your life and thinking about what it is you truly want. But it's all, it's not all daisies, right? It's hard work. It's consuming work. But I do believe that as a practice and as something that you get used to being in the mindset of, it will pay off quadruple fold because when you're in that mindset, you have way less of a chance to look back on your life in the last five years, 10 years down the road and think, what, how did I get here? What am I doing? And if that is you now, guess what? The second best time to start thinking about being more intentional and what you really want is now. First one would have been then. Second time is now. So what do you want to change? Feel empowered. I never want anyone listening to an episode feeling overwhelmed in that, oh, I should have been thinking like this years ago and there's no point now. No, you are right where you need to be and hearing this conversation right now. If it's resonating with you, it means you're ready. It means you're ready to start looking through a different lens. So feel empowered by that. What's something you're going to do different? What's something that you're going to choose that's more right for you? And it's more right for you because it's specific to you and not to anyone else. It doesn't have to make sense to anyone else but you. If you enjoyed this episode and want to get in on actual conversations with me, join the Help Me See podcast private Facebook group. 
Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be hopping on live for Q&A on the latest episode and for free consulting if you need a bit of help thinking about ways to save your memories. Did you get something out of this episode? I really, really, really hope you did. And I would love to hear from you. I'm on a mission to empower you to feel peace knowing that you are not missing your life. One of the best ways that you can support me is leaving a review. And honestly, I'd rather hear about the memory you saved because of this podcast rather than any kind of accolade. Tell me how this podcast has impacted you. And one, I'll probably cry. (laughs) And two, I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. Take a minute and head out to the link in the bio to write a review now on the podcast.